Well, hello everybody and welcome to another Spooktober episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD and who's here with me? It's Michelle. Michelle. Uh, that's uh, that's how we're doing that today, I guess. Apparently, uh, <laughs> we gotta jazz it up a little bit. Right. Uh, uh, we, uh, you guys know how we do here. We watch Shutter. It's right there in the name. We watch Shutter. We talk about original and exclusive releases, things you can only see uh, through uh, the Shutter streaming service. And uh, this month, we're going back and looking at a bunch of titles that were released before we started the podcast uh, and just getting caught up on some things. We're doing one a day. I hope you're keeping up or at least listening to the ones that seem interesting to you. Uh, if you're not listening, you're, none of this matters. I'm talking into the void. <laughs> I'm listening. Michelle's always listening. Yeah, yeah we we listening. do this for our egos and to uh, to pretend that we have something to contribute to the world. Well, I pretend anyway. <laughs> I got so depressing. <laughs> De- depression, the true scary part. All right, of guys, October. look, let's let's go ahead and get right to it. You know, by now it's not October when we're recording this. It's May twenty fifth. No. <laughs> I just was summarily terminated from my job along with all of my coworkers oh. because my employer closed the office in town. So all of us are out of jobs. It's been a depressing week. All right, I'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, it's five months from now that this comes out, and I bet you're in a much better place. Oh, future JD, I, I hope sure you're hope doing so. really well. I <laughs> do too. Uh, anyway, uh, we are here to talk about films. Uh, what's the film that we're talking about today, Michelle? Ooh, we are talking about an appropriately named horror movie, Scare Me. Scare Me is the name of the film. Like we always do, I'm going to give you the uh, description as listed right there on the Shutter website. This one is called Scare Me. During a power outage, two strangers tell scary stories. The more Fred and Fanny commit to their tales, the more the stories come to life in the dark of a Catskills cabin. The horrors of reality manifest when Fred confronts his ultimate fear. Fanny may be the better storyteller. Bum, bum, bum. A Shudder original. Michelle, mm-hmm. give us them spoiler-free thoughts on Scare Me. I am so upset that they named her Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Such a stupid name, and yeah, I can't believe that an adult woman would choose to go by that name. I'm so sorry to any fannies out there. If you are older than 80, it is okay. If you are in your 30s, you probably go by a nickname. That is just such a weird name, and I'm so sorry. I say this as a basic bitch named Michelle. Like <laughs> That is a very common name. And, uh, yeah, I just, I hate that they named her Fanny. It was a bad (laughs) choice. Um, uh, Also, this movie is named Scare Me, but I was never scared. Um, It is not a very good horror movie. That said, it is a great movie, and I want more. And I just want Aya Cash and Josh Rubin doing things forever. And I cannot get enough. And I was very entertained. This acting and the way that they blend imagination with reality is so perfect. And you know what? This gets a five for me. 
Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I have to agree it. with you. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Uh, I, I've often talked about how Shutter uh, brings us titles that are horror and horror adjacent. Uh, and I think this definitely falls into that world of horror adjacent. Um, it's a very atmospheric movie. Uh, it, it definitely has some some spooky elements involved. Uh, I also was not ever scared at any point. But I do think it's a very well-crafted movie. Uh, I, I love uh, how it plays. Um, it, it's a little bit more character-driven than I typically like my films. Uh, but the, uh, the characters, it, it's a nice balance of the, the, the stories first being driven by the characters and then the characters then informing and driving the plot. Um, I, I, uh, I really enjoy the progression of it. Uh, it's a, it's a very nice slow burn. Um, the, uh, the sudden appearance of Chris Red in, uh, later in the film, uh, it adds an element that I didn't see coming and is super, uh, like very funny. Uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, I don't know if I can go a full five skulls on this one right there with you, but I can definitely go four skulls on this one. I had a good time. Awesome. Uh, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's uh, it's a very fun, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk more about my deep thoughts on it here in a little bit, obviously how we do, but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I I think it's phenomenal. It is well done, and I love it. I'm I also fine. agree with you, though. Fanny is a terrible name. <laughs> I, a, I don't know uh, why they. they I've just... never met an adult woman who is in her thirties and named Fanny. Like I just I'm I don't know why. Okay, so I could understand somebody being born today and being named Fanny, and that's just their name. Like that that makes sense to me. What I do not understand is somebody writing a movie and their name is Fanny. That's the part that's confusing. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I understand entirely. It's uh, anyway, guys. Uh, this is where uh, we're gonna hit the pause button, or you should hit the pause button if you want to go check this movie out before we dig into all of the uh, uh, the spoilers and details here. Right now, hit that pause button here. All right. Uh, so scare me. Uh, yeah, I really this movie. Here's one of the things that I love the most about it. Right, uh, is. Um, I like a small, very intimate, uh, dialogue-driven movie like this uh, in certain occasions, and this is one of them. Uh, this felt so much, uh, for the first chunk of it, like just a really fun night of friends sitting around a campfire, telling spooky stories, trying to scare the pants off each other. Uh, I thought they captured that atmosphere incredibly well uh i the things they do with the shadows and and the 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 lighting to uh sort of reinforce some of the things that are happening in the stories that they're telling uh, i thought that was really well done uh again as we've talked about before um it's it takes a lot these days after everything i've seen and how long i've been watching movies like this to ever be genuinely scared by something so I wasn't at any point frightened at all. Uh, but I, I also love how towards the end of the movie, like the movie, like it turns on its head. And for a short while there, like it is a, you know, more or less a, a, a traditional slasher film and it gets into some aggressive action. Um, I think ultimately what I love about it, here's something I was thinking the entire time I was watching this movie. 
this movie could very easily translate into a live stage show, and I would love to see that. That was one of my notes as well. So I I really like movies when they are so good that you could see a live adaptation and it would be the exact same movie. Yeah. Uh, one of my all-time favorite horror movies is called Low, L-O. Um, it's a little lesser known, but it is the exact same thing of just the acting carries it so well that you could see a live adaptation. It would be the exact same experience. And that's what I love about this. Like, without Aya Cash and Josh Rubin, if they had been replaced by anybody else, it might not have been a success. They are just such good and versatile actors that I was right there with them the whole time. I'm just blown away by their acting and they carried this movie. And of course, like Chris Red shows up and then uh, the driver at the very beginning was working on her own story based yeah. on the Bible. Like she sets the tone so well of like, yes, this is going to be like a silly comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like Aya and Josh are so good. Yeah, I, uh, so I good. love uh, especially uh, Josh Rubin's performance. I think uh, a different actor uh, would have looked at this role and, and played that character uh, maybe with a little bit more uh, subdued menace, uh, a little bit more uh, aggressively, uh, you know, just a little bit more that type of like the uh, uh, the imposing kind of uh, uh, male presence. But I love that he plays it a little bit more like He's this very sort of anxious, neurotic, like, like, especially once he finds out who she is and, and that she's this famous author. Like, he just, he gets inside his own head and he's this really squirrely sort of, I don't know, there's a weirdness to him that sort of amps up the, uh, the, uh, the atmosphere for me, especially when you get into the more aggressive parts towards the end. Uh, you know what I really love about this? I love these characters, and they are not likable. No, no, there's nobody in this movie. Uh, well, I guess the uh, pizza delivery Chris. guy. Yeah, Chris read the pizza <laughs> yeah. delivery guy. Is, 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 his character is awesome. But, yeah, yeah, neither one of these people are, are nice people. They're, they're not likable in any way, shape, or and form. And yet I still love them so yeah. much. And I'm like, I'm like, Sandy is such a condescending bitch, and yet I want to be friends with her, and I want to see her tear down other people as long as it's not directed at me. Like, she's right. so condescending and, like, just she drove me crazy and yet I loved her so much and normally like we've talked about on this show before sometimes I will dislike a character so much that I can't get into the movie yep. looking at you bliss aside from the fact that you had me <laughs> having a epileptic situation right here I know but that was one where I disliked her so much and I never got on board this one I just liked them and I still loved them they were that good I think the phenomenal. I think this movie having a, a decidedly more deliberate comedic uh, element probably helps mm-hmm. that a lot, uh, yeah. but I, I could definitely see that. Yeah, they they're both just so uh, in, like incredibly unlikable and <laughs> annoying and just man. It, but uh, uh, I, I do such like good storytellers. Yes. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I very I was really impressed, honestly. Uh, it's not the same type of movie, uh, but there's a movie that does something similar to this uh, called uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, where and, and what I like about this movie is it very much does transition out of this uh, this campfire storytelling, spooking each other out, uh, sort of character-driven piece into its final act where, I mean, it more or less, like I say, it becomes uh, a, a slasher movie uh, in that last act. Uh, and I thought, obviously, because the movie hasn't been in that mode since the beginning, it's only ever going to be able to accomplish so much. But I thought it was absolutely as effective as it could possibly be as the capstone to a movie like this. I thought they did a really good job of shifting the tone into that uh, sort of darker, creepier presentation. Uh, a little bit more serious, a little bit more violent. Uh, I, uh, I thought they handled that really, really well. Yeah, um, the social commentary that they add at the end, kind of like a man feeling emasculated by a woman. Um, that could have gone in such a bad direction if yeah. they had like tweaked it and like so many little things could have been like a oh my god they have like this really big story to add at the end after all of this like it could have been um kind of like preachy but the way that they delivered it was absolutely perfect where it was just this guy is clearly messed up in the head he has this idea and aya is even like sorry fanny uh yeah. is even like kind of like oh wow no really of course like a man's feeling emasculated and like that's kind of as a woman how i felt about it of like oh of course this guy is intimidated so it just the way that they delivered it it didn't feel preachy and i was really happy about that i got kind of worried when they got to that point of like are you gonna try to give us like a big message now after all the stuff that we just watched and clearly this is not like a deep movie and i'm glad that they did not go so far right. into it it very like it kind of shallowly touches on something that we all know is a thing and then it turns into you know right a it's potential slasher it's yeah. definitely it's not a movie about uh the overall environment of uh, the reaction of men who feel emasculated, but it's definitely a movie about a man who feels emasculated. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yep. absolutely. I I love that. Also, though, uh, like you said, I, I think a part of what makes that uh, also uh, something that, that doesn't become unbearable is that, yes, maybe his reaction is too much, you know, he, he's overreacting, he's way past the line here, mm -hmm. but uh, he is certainly not without cause to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, this lady is basically stealing, I not necessarily his ideas, but at least ideas that he had a hand in, that you know yeah. she had no intention whatsoever of, of ever putting his name on anything. So, yeah. like... Yeah, they're uh, they're they're not likable. Uh, it's uh, also I think the movie ends the only way it really can uh, and still be respectable. Like I think a, a different movie or a movie in the in the wrong hands uh, would have maybe tried to kill both of them or uh, you know something. But no, I, I think the movie ends. Uh, I, I think even though they're both unlikable characters, the one who deserved to die the most dessert is the one who died uh in a horror movie context for sure yeah this movie could have gone on too long with the ending and they do like very solidly like wrap it up where she refuses to kill him she leaves the driver comes in she steals a piece of pizza and then she just like 
oh, and it ends so quickly. And I like that. I like that they did not draw this out into like, what did she go on to do? Did she oh, make that movie? Wait, that did you story? not see the post or the mid credits scene? There's a mid credits scene. Yeah. I can't tell if you're fucking with me. No, no I'm serious. Not. There's actually a scene where it cuts to a, a bookstore and that lady what? who was the driver has published the book as her own book. I am watching it right this second. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hang yeah. on. She's Real literally. I'm, we're doing this on, a, on a, a, a Skype type call and I'm watching her watch it. Grandpa's werewolves and other spooky stories. Bettina Sigs. Yeah. Sigs. Kowski? That's so funny that you were like, oh, I'm, like they, they, it just ends, and I'm like, no, they, like they, she totally steals the book. Oh my god, I love that so much. <laughs> when you said that, when you said she is at a book signing, I thought you meant Aya Cash, and I was like, no, oh really? No, the driver. Oh my god, the driver steals the book. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I have seen this movie three times. I've never known there's a mid Michelle. <gasps> Michelle, always that watch to so the end good. of the credits. I normally horror movies don't have that. Like I do with action. Always movies. watch to the end oh of the credits, God. Michelle. But it's <laughs> horror movies are like porn where I get to the end. I am done. No, I got, like, I, why I, look, do I keep watching? I did the same thing. Uh, when I saw wow. Ty West's ex earlier this year, I left as soon as the credits rolled and I didn't see the post credits scene. Uh, I had to hear about it and then watch it on YouTube's later. So I, oh, I, I, I haven't seen X, but yeah, so I'm good. I'm glad to know that. Yeah. Oh so God. that's, that's what happens with that book. It actually becomes that is a thing. Perfect. And a per also a, a perfect capstone of the idea of none of these people are likable because even she stole and took credit for a book. She didn't write. Yeah. The oh, only one man. who's likable is the, the pizza, pizza guy. guy. He just wants to do cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I, he just wants to do cocaine and get an the, autograph. This is one of my favorite parts about the movie is Fanny never even mentions the cocaine until the pizza guy shows up. <laughs> and then for some reason it's like a switch. She's just like, oh, yeah, I also have some cocaine. You guys want to do some cocaine? <laughs> and that's when I every, love that. Uh, as a... Uh, as a person who has definitely had his ups and downs with uh, with substance use in his day, uh, and and as a person who knew what the tempo and the the, the tone of this movie was, uh, when when she's like just just drops out, you guys want to do some cocaine? I was just like, oh, this movie's about to get real good. Uh, and God. they, they I'm I, here's so what I can tell you is yeah. Uh, Aya Cash and Josh Rubin and Chris Red have all clearly done some cocaine in their time because they did a perfect reenactment of what it would be like of three people telling scary stories in a Catskills cabin all loaded up on cocaine. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so uh, good. I this the mid credit scene, like I'm still reacting. Yeah. And I am very solidly like still in my five star out of five that's star. That's a that's a so found brilliant. moment right here on the I podcast, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. And they won't get to know about it until five months. Until from October. Now. <laughs> I do really want to point out, like in a, it's it's a really well written movie, and again, I would very much like to see it as like a like a live stage production. Mm -hmm. Um, which also you can do, you can get away with because it takes place mostly in a single location. It's a very small cast. Mm -hmm. um, but I do want to uh, reinforce that 
especially in those earlier storytelling scenes, there are things they do with the lights and the shadows Mm -hmm. to add atmosphere and vibe to those stories that I still think are just, they're very subtle uh, and very, uh, not subtle is not the right word. They're just, they're very small. They're not big, epic, grandiose special effects, but clearly working with what they had to work with to do what they, I thought they found some very clever ways to add some extra spooky atmosphere to a movie that otherwise would have just been a creepy dark house. Yeah, the first time I watched this and we got to the werewolf story and they started doing all these little things like the police car shows up and then there's blue and red lights. That way that they blend the fantasy with the reality is yeah. why I love this movie yeah, so much. Yeah, super because cool. It is just, it's just so well done and it's so subtle and just like, it's just brilliant. Without those two in, in the roles that they were in, it might have been a different movie and I am glad that we don't have that different movie and we have this movie because it is brilliant and I love it. Yeah, so I think that's uh, that's pretty much all that needs to be said about Scare Me. Michelle gives yeah. it a five. I give it a four. That's four and a half. With this and Color Out of Space yesterday, man, I'm I'm anxious about what's going to happen. Well, tomorrow we've got a new movie, I believe. Well, it depends. As long as they're still releasing on Thursdays, who they knows what's going to happen up. by the time <laughs> it might be Friday. But anyway, we got more movies coming up in October. There'll be one every day still for the rest of the month. Uh, man, uh, we, we're on a roll here. Yeah, we are being very generous to these, uh, movies that we didn't get to record right when they came out. Cause I've basically given like a four or a five well, to most of them. One of us is being very generous. One of us is being very generous. I honestly, I I've had a couple of <laughs> moments, uh, especially with adding these extra pre-records in, uh, I've had a couple of moments where I'm just like, Jesus, JD, you started a podcast where you supposedly love horror movies and the bulk of your reviews so far have not been terribly positive. Yeah, the twin but, in the room got half a skull. Oh, and those I'm, movies are terrible. I am They're so awful. tentative to even give like a one because I find the redeeming part mm. of all of these somewhere. Where I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I guess the acting's okay, but I do genuinely oh. love the ones that we've been covering lately. (laughs) So we got new stuff. There'll be a new title in the next day or so. I believe our next back catalog title is the cleansing hour. Is that correct? Yep. Looking forward to talking about that and other movies. Uh, If you're not a shutter subscriber, uh, you should be. It's like six, seven bucks a month. It's totally worth it. At least Mm -hmm. as of the recording of this episode, we are still not affiliated with Shudder or AMC Networks in any way. Uh, If anybody has got the hookup there and they want to help us uh, get connected so that, I don't know, maybe they they want us to do a podcast under their banner where we talk shit about movies that they released. Or maybe they you don't. You talk shit about them. I'm not all of them. Just the ones that person. just the ones that need to be talked shit about. That's how I yeah, look at true. it. Yeah, that's true. We're looking at you, the twin. The twin. <laughs> or night's end. All right, oh guys. Thank you once again for joining us. We really appreciate it. We hope to hear from you soon. Uh, if you like movies in general, do me a favor. Do me a solid. Check out my other podcast, All Screens Great and Small where my buddy Scott Ecker and I talk about not a lot of horror movies, but other movies uh, in general. Uh, Thank you for listening. Say goodnight, Michelle. Goodnight, Michelle. Woohoo! Two hits in a row.